0: It is Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Scott Sidmer. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Warriors on the brink of elimination.
1: And where is Connor Bedard going? Here comes the Vegas truth.
0: This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Golden State Warriors
1: down 3-1. Steph's incredible night, not quite enough.
0: The Chicago Blackhawks win the NHL Draft Lottery and... Thus, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And the New York Knicks suck at basketball. Fake news. Fake news. They suck. Never heard it before. They don't suck. Don't know what you're talking about. What that, is the
1: Vegas Leeds? Are the
0: Knicks the Vegas lead? They don't deserve to be anything. Oh, any good. Not even in New York. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Lakers and the Warriors first, because the way that that game ended, compared to what it looked like it was going to be at the start of the fourth quarter. What a game. Yeah, just... Uh, the series completely flipped on its head. Mackenzie Rivers is with us here, our NBA expert at pregame.com. And, Mac, that fourth quarter, the Lakers completely flipped the game on its head, 27 17, outscoring the Golden State Warriors. What went wrong for Golden State in that fourth quarter?
2: They're a one man show. They're a one man show to far too far of a degree. I mean, Clay Thompson was the guy that won him game two. He gets 11 shots, only makes three of them in this game. Uh, I just feel like they kind of got figured out. And Curry in forty-two minutes was not as effective in the last five minutes as he was, you know, ninety percent of the game.
1: I, I, I said this in pre-production, and maybe this is maybe it's too early to tell. The Jordan Poole contract is going to go down as like one of the worst ever. He's yeah. like he's no good. And he fooled everybody last year.
2: They had that first series against the Nuggets, the one team that he was gonna be able to, you know, cook their their bench reserve players, not really be exposed. But since then, you look at his recent playoff performances against the Celtics, unplayable. Against the Kings, very bad. By far, their worst rotation player. And now, zero points. 0 for 4, minus 6. This is, like, more standard in t- than in not. In 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they trotted him out there, and they said, nope, can't do it. We'll lose by 60 points if we keep doing this. So, uh, $120 million. I wouldn't say down the drain, but um, they probably missed on that one, yeah.
0: And some would argue this was the Lakers bench coming through in the Lonnie Walker game. Lonnie, yeah, what the dichotomy Walker, that one is? 15 points. On six of nine shooting in 27 minutes,
1: and Scott thought Lonnie Walker was a made-up person. He's, he said, "I've never
2: heard of this." I... You don't watch a lot of Spurs
0: basketball, <laughs> on uh... nope. It's just... the post-Duncan era. You haven't been watching much Spurs. <laughs> you, you, you know, you could have point, you could have lined them up and said, "Point out Lonnie Walker," and I would have said, "The one that's not LeBron, AD, uh, <laughs> or or the rest of the Lakers." You mean the? I, I don't know.
1: Well, this you kind of play, had, D'Angelo Russell was the guy missing everything. You Lonnie Walker was the other Lonnie
0: one. Walker had like 20, I think it was 23 points in his first 11 playoff games combined. He's had 27 in the last two games. This is, I, I understand like this is where guys step up and play, but we're talking about like not even a regular role player. No. Just stepping up in the biggest minutes of this season for your team
1: i honestly think a guy who was who got extra run last night because d'angelo russell was so bad and Mm -hmm. they were like we got to find some other spark offensively and and it happened to be him and he made the most of his opportunities uh this was a lot of people were expecting ad to have an off game because he's been sort of uh going back and forth oscillating between good and bad well he was good again lebron was pretty good I, I thought about this last night for the first time in these playoffs. I think the Lakers could conceivably win the NBA title. and sure. i I don't think i I don't think you could have convinced me of that coming into the playoffs. But if a d is healthy for the entirety of the playoffs, LeBron is healthy for the entirety of the playoffs, and they get a random guy every night to step up and be solid. They're as good as anybody. Like they can do it. I, I, now they're, they won't be favored over everybody. Well, they're the second favorite right now. That's wild, man. That's, I mean, did did you see? I'll ask you first, McKenzie. Did you see this team as a team who could potentially win the title coming into this? And what are you seeing now that's that's changed your mind? If it has been changed,
2: that's a good question. I think no one's changed their uh, career trajectory more than Rob Palenka this season, where they were diving out of the playoffs. They make all these moves, including Lonnie Walker, including Dennis Schroeder, including D'Angelo Russell. And you're right, they only need one of them to be special on a given night. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is the same team that won the championship. This is the same guys, and they finally have a refurbished surrounding core. Anthony Davis in the playoffs, he gets a lot of heat for all the games he's missed, for the inconsistency. Uh, If you look at guys that average 20 points in four blocks per game, there's three names. There's Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, and Anthony Davis. 20 points per game in the playoffs and four blocks per game. And by the way, four of those five times that it happened, they made the finals that year. So it's a good correlation to success when you're performing that efficiently on the defensive end. And
1: obviously there's like the, the question marks about health. But while they're on the floor, right. it's like, man, it, there's no reason to and think that they less can less and
2: less games for them to get hurt. I yep. mean, they got two rounds left.
0: Would you almost. agree with these odds, though? The Celtics are the favorites to win the title right now. Yes. And then it's the Lakers, Nuggets, Suns. Yes.
2: I think the Lakers will be dogs to the Nuggets or the Suns but they got an 80% chance to get there. Neither of the other teams do.
0: Well, that's the thing. So you, yeah. you think the only reason why the Lakers are ahead of both the Nuggets 3-1. and the Suns is because they have more of a chance to advance to the Western Finals because they're up 3-1 compared to being 2-2 in a series.
2: Yes, updated series price, and I don't think it's over, but it's Lakers minus 500, Warriors take back plus 400.
1: You say you don't think it's over. If this wasn't the Golden State Warriors, would no, you feel it's, like it's, it's over? No, not
2: over. I, I say this all the time. When you're a home team and you got Game 5 coming back, you can win Game 4, or you can win game six. It doesn't really matter which one it is. Like, people always make a big deal. Like, it's 3-1. One it's of those two happen. road
1: games. You're if right. you're
2: as good as a team that can win in seven, you can win one road game. And that's what they got to do. And they got to take care of business at home. By the way, the market heavily coming down on the Warriors. At open minus five, now minus
0: six. Six and a half, I'm seeing. Really? Already yeah, for game yeah, five? Yeah, already for game five. Who,
1: if you said this guy, because we talked about Jordan Poole and Steph Curry being kind of a one-man show, is it? Andrew Wiggins has to be better. Clay has to be better. Like who's the guy that you look at and say I, if you're I your will staff- say this till
2: I'm blue in the face every single year? When you have more turnovers than made field goals, you're gonna lose. I don't care what your name is, I don't care what position you are, Draymond Green has to be better. He has to be better offensively. Uh in this in this game, eight points, five turnovers, including the, the critical one. You know, nine seconds left. They got a shot. Yeah. They got the best three point shooters ever on their team, two of them, and they don't get a shot up. Uh I've, I've kind of been annoyed at Draymond Green's game for a long time. This is another example of it. He did a lot of things well, and he just does some things boneheaded.
1: That, that play call in general is confusing
0: to me. Like the idea, I get why you want Steph inbounding there. They were using Steph as a decoy. They, they, the play was designed to hit Klay Thompson in the corner. The Lakers defended it well, and Draymond Green made an asinine choice. To throw the ball to Andrew Wiggins,
2: even before then, he jumped like, yeah, dived into the stands. He has like five feet it was of air.
0: execution and
1: nobody to pass to. But this is the question: like, if if Clay Thompson has that ball, everything collapses on him. Like mm-hmm. you saw last night, multiple times during that game, and I showed we we were going over the video of the uh, the pass to Moses Moody, the no look pass, where yes. literally everybody on the Lakers was. Just, it was like there was a trance on them, and they were all mesmerized by Steph Curry with the ball. And he, like, no-look whips it to Moses Moody, who's cut into the basket. No one even even knew he was there. Mm -hmm. When Steph has the ball, teams panic. Yeah. Down three, Steph's got the ball. Oh, my God, what do we do? That's the way to use him as a decoy. And the difference between Steph with the ball there and Draymond is – I trust Steph not to make a bonehead decision in that moment. Although he did make a bonehead decision right afterwards.
2: It's different when it's there's d- one second way left the clock. <laughs> and it's
1: different when you like you get the ball and you fall to the ground. Like His options were so limited there. He You're right. He should have called a timeout. He should have called,
0: timeout. He called a timeout. I don't know if he knew they had a timeout left.
1: But what Draymond did, drive towards the basket, jump in the air towards the baseline with no plan, that's that's like the worst possible decision making. Yeah. So I I, just, I think it was a bad play call, uh, especially coming out of a timeout. I I mean maybe Kerr deserves some some heat on that. What but Draymond
0: that's... would have been better off doing is so he gets the inbound from Steph and then he fakes the handoff to Steph. That in itself, good play. Then he drives to the basket. What he what he did incorrectly was he was out of control. He ran and then jumped in the air. What he should have done is dribbled, and then when he saw that Klay Thompson was not open,
1: call timeout. Here's the problem, though. Reassess. Once Draymond drives to, like, if you're, think about this. If you're the Lakers, you're, you're up three points, and you see Draymond driving to the basket. What's your move? Let him go. Yeah. Right. You're welcome. Let him go. Yeah, have it, buddy. Take the layup. Like, that wasn't fooling anyone. Like, no one thought that Draymond was going to shoot.
2: And everyone stuck to their man. And
1: yeah. he jumped up like he was going to shoot and everybody was going to bite on it. And then it's like, oh, shit. They didn't move off their guys? Yeah, like,
0: did, he, did he think that, like, Anthony Davis would collapse on him I don't, to, I don't to know. try and block a layup? It's crazy. That's
2: like, the problem. He didn't think.
1: Yeah. He's, yeah. I, I'm I'm with Mac here. This. This feels like just a...
2: A poor decision by so wait Draymond. wait a minute. I just realized something. Draymond works for Clutch Sports. No one's a bigger supporter of LeBron James than Draymond Green. <laughs> I need an investigation. Oh, seriously, though. Steve Kerr's never had a series where he didn't win a road game. Does that end? Or do you think they, they have a chance in game six? What do you guys think?
0: Well, so you're giving them the win in game five? Yeah, hey, I'm giving them the win.
2: Given, yeah, no, no, I know. I, I did play minus I think we're all. I think we're all giving them I think the win in game
0: five. Because it would be, I think that would be the most shocking I might outcome the of the market in that game five. I don't know. Yeah, you saw minus five and a half. You, you guys played saw it. that right away?
1: You guys saw it. The market's <laughs> been moved, friends. Uh, no, I think the Warriors win game five. But McKenzie's right, and I, I, I guess I don't think I would never thought of it that way. Like four and six, it doesn't really matter. And maybe, like, winning game six if you're the Warriors is even more conceivable because you're a team that's – like, you've got championship DNA. Yeah. Like, those are the teams that I feel f- better w- yeah. winning a, game, a, a late game, you know? this I, It's not like the Sacramento Kings, like, oh, we've just got to win a road game. Doesn't matter which one. No, well, <laughs> good luck winning that game six in a hostile environment. It's not – how's that going to work out? But, uh, it, and I mean, the fact that the Warriors were able to win game seven on the road just tells you something. So – I I'm maybe when I said I guess it was yesterday yesterday morning I said uh, if the Warriors lose this game they're done. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a rush to judgment guy here, a hot take guy. But boy, it feels like last night was a really winnable game for them. Oh yeah, and to let that slide away makes it feel like ooh. It, it, it feels like an uphill battle for sure.
0: I think this is going to be a Warriors blowout win. I would play an alternate Warriors line, and I love the under on LeBron James points. This is the same scenario that we had in the first round Little against lead. Memphis. True. A 3 1 lead going on the road with the Lakers knowing. LeBron even said it after the game I'm tired as hell. Getting some rest. They are exhausted. The the intensity it takes every night here in the playoffs to go from where they were in 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 the play just to get into the playoffs and then against Memphis and now against Golden State this seems like a game. On the road where, yeah, it might be close for a little bit. They might have a run like they did against Memphis and pull within one in the third quarter. But then the game gets out of hand. LeBron sits the rest of the game. He's only going to finish with like 15 to 17 points. Lakers lose by double digits. And they're comfortable knowing that they have a 3-2 series lead going back home for game six. That's the way I see it playing out.
1: I, c- I could see that as well. Uh, I, I could see that being the way it goes. So I I, I don't disagree. I, I do think this could be a uh, a pretty heavy win for the Lakers. I, I will say this.
2: For the Dubs. For the or, Warriors.
1: Excuse, excuse me, yeah. for the Warriors. I will say this. I'm going to look for some kind of prop. I, I, I don't know. if it'll, it'll either be Gary Payton or Moses Moody, because I feel like those are the two guards that they trust right now, because I, it's not going to be Jordan Poole but I think you're going to see more minutes for uh, Lonnie Walker mm. and great game by Lonnie Walker. The thing about Lonnie Walker that wasn't really exposed tonight is uh, Lonnie Walker is, is not a, he like, he's a big two guard. He looks like he would be a really good defender. He's a, he's a, he's a terrible defensive player. Austin Reeves, a terrible defensive player. There are points to be had for these non Curry, non Thompson guards and you know all the attention is going to be thrown at those two. You saw last night. There was a lot of Anthony Davis on Steph Curry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if that's
0: if that's the, case, the best defender in the league,
1: some of these other guards are going to step up and score. I, I don't think it's going to be Jordan Poole, so I'm going to look for props on e- on either Moody or
0: uh, or uh, Gary Payton or maybe both. What's the spread, assuming a Warriors win in Game Five? All right. What's the spread Game Six in L.A.
2: So it was three and a half in game three. Game four opened three and a half. All the money came in on the Warriors last night. Closed Close at what, two. two? Yeah. I think it's closer to two. I think uh the market but I don't know. The market has assessed that the Warriors are a better team. We saw money come in on game two, we saw heavy money come in on game four, but the Lakers have won three out of four games. So maybe the market should be rebuffed by the recent results. I don't know. So between two and four. Yeah, answer but, your the, question.
0: but there'll be recency bias, though, especially if Golden State wins by double digits right. at home. In, I, in I think the firms
2: Money likes to be affirmed, and if, it, if they do win by 20... Yeah, I think it's two and a half, one and a half.
0: Yeah, and it's so tough because these are the
1: two most public teams. Right. So it's hard to say like public money is yeah. going to be here. Like, who knows where public money is on this game? Because these are two most public teams in the NBA. Like these, these are the teams that everybody wants to bet on. It's
2: easier to get to Westgate Nevada for, from Los Angeles, so you see the money kind of skewed in that particular sports book. But yeah, there's a lot of public bettors that like to bet on a four time champion
0: i guess you could bet on either side bet on it. <laughs> yeah either, either way
2: seems to work
0: elsewhere last night the heat take a 3-1 series lead let's talk about knicks. this
1: scott let's talk <laughs> about it
0: well i'll tell you right now jimmy butler's 3-0 on the knicks because the only game the knicks won in this series was the one that jimmy butler didn't play so. well maybe he won't play in game five well, and, oh, then, then the knicks have a chance <laughs> but you could easily say that this series would be over if butler had played that game because the knicks also barely won yes playing against a heat team without jimmy butler This is a Heat team that shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. What is going on here? Uh, Listen, I'm telling
1: you now, the Knicks are not good. And this series is blowing my – like, I remember this Cavs series when it – like, you were saying the Knicks are going to beat the Cavs. I was like, there's no way. There's no – and to be honest, the Cavs are one of the teams I've watched the most this season, which, you know, I'm a casual viewer, but I've seen probably a dozen Cavs games this year. The fact that this Knicks team not only beat them but like dominated them in that series yeah. is mind blowing because there's not there's nothing good to say about the Knicks. They stink. I don't know how I don't know how they were even how how they're the higher seeded team. I don't understand any of it. I don't know how they got the record that they got. They're not good, and it, they're being
0: completely exposed. They this is a bad offensive team. Yes. Well, it's a it's also a bad rebounding team, and that was the difference in the game last night. The Knicks could not grab a rebound. I could say if their life depended on it, their season depended on it, and they couldn't do it. the The Heat last night had forty four rebounds. Like I understand that, like the Knicks had like thirty something, but still, it seems like on every shot that Miami missed, they got a second chance opportunity, and then they cashed in on the second chance opportunity. Do we have a a second chance points from last night, Matt? Can you see if we can find that, that stat? Because I'm telling you watching that game, it just seemed like that was the difference that Miami just kept getting all these second chance points and the Knicks would get a stop, but then Miami would still be able to score. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, necessarily like totally out of this game like you look at the first quarter it was a one-point game the second quarter got a little bit away from them third quarter one point difference fourth quarter one point difference they lose the game by eight and the second quarter was the difference like it wasn't a blowout they had chances
1: yeah yeah, I guess you're right it was I mean and it wasn't a blowout by I I guess normal standards but it never felt like the Knicks were gonna win the game like, did you ever were you ever watching that game? Going, yeah, the Knicks are about to make a run here. No, they never had a
0: lead. What was I mean? The largest like, lead was like one. They, yeah. they just
1: it didn't feel like they were all, they were there. And Julius Randle's comments after the game, saying maybe the Heat just want it more. Like, I, I, when you talk about rebounding and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that I mean that's a hustle stat, right? Like, maybe the Heat do just want it more. And it, like the 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 Knicks looked disinterested yesterday. They looked like they didn't want to be there. Uh, it it was a, a really eye open, like I, I never thought the Knicks were like a great team. Now I
0: just, I like yesterday was the first day I was like, Oh my God, this team sucks. So in the fourth quarter alone, the heat scored seven second chance points. Oh my gosh. They had seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter alone. And the Knicks only had one.
1: I think the, the other telling stat in this game was that Jimmy Butler had double-digit assists. And you knew that the Knicks defense was going to collapse on Jimmy Butler and, and try to make somebody else beat them. And Jimmy Butler did a good job of distributing the ball and, and letting other guys do the job. Uh, so I, Jimmy Butler, even 27 points, isn't like his, his typical blow-up night. But it's a really good night for Jimmy Butler uh, with the the double-digit assist to go with 27 points.
2: Some stats for you guys. So the Knicks, I I completely agree with your analysis. This is all about how bad the Knicks are. (laughs) And by proxy, it shows how bad the Cavs' offense was. So the Knicks have gone over their team total twice in nine games. They're 5-4 and in the playoffs, but only twice have they actually beaten expectations on offense. They've shot better than 33% from three once in nine games. This is a team all year... That you're talking about hustle that got offensive rebounds and didn't turn the ball over. Well, in the playoffs, when you're prepared for every game and every team is, every team's going for offensive rebounds. Every team cares about the ball. They don't have a differential make, a difference maker on offenses. A lot of hero ball. Jalen Brunson had a big game, didn't matter. They've had fewer assists in each of their playoff games, 9-0. and Every single game, they don't have as many assists as their opponent, and uh, they're exposed. I think Tom Thibodeau's hustle, you know, grit, Kind of worked in the regular season, but I don't think they're as good as a second round playoff team. I think they kind of, I think it really raises a question about the Cavs and what happens with, with that offense because uh, they, you know, were even worse. Obviously, you
0: know what the Knicks are just really missing—that that, that just that just marquee like Donovan Mitchell that marquee player. <laughs> exactly. If, if you put honestly, it's if, kind if, of like if you put Donovan Mitchell on this team with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Now that's a playoff team. Like think about Now that's it. a team that deserves to be in the playoffs. Like
1: wh- what were the Mavericks what were the Mavericks with Jalen Brunson as their second best player?
0: They were in the Western Conference Finals. Conference
1: Finals. Okay. Yeah. Did they think that Jalen Brunson being the best player on the team was going to, like, just, tr- now we'll go to the no. Eastern Conference. And no, no Jalen Brunson that.
0: wasn't the plan. The plan right. wasn't Jalen Brunson. Donovan Mitchell was the plan the whole offseason.
2: They should have had a different plan. you know his plan. dad works for the Mets?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, we, are you making fun of me? Because, like, we've discussed this before. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> you the, know Jalen Brunson's a, a legacy, too? What, held, what, held, <laughs> what, held,
1: what held it up? Was, is, was, it, was it R.J. Barrett that held it up? Like, If if you this goes back to what you were saying about the Jets and fighting over a a stupid draft pick, Mm -hmm. like can't give up the thirteenth pick. It's like, dude, if you want nice things, you got to give up nice things. And if the Knicks were refusing to give up R.J. Barrett to get Donovan Mitchell, I don't feel bad for him. You're dopes. Now you've got R.J. Barrett instead of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, this is what you get.
0: Barrett scored 24 points last night. Yeah, Barrett was he was fine, <laughs>
1: fine. but he's not Donovan Mitchell. Is all no, I'm saying. No, no, he's not. Although, uh, who knows what Donovan Mitchell will be doing in these playoffs? If it's anything like he did with Cleveland, I, I think if anything, I was right about the Knicks, and I was just wrong about the Cavs. Like, and I said, I said this all during that series. Like, why aren't the Cavs giving it to their bigs? Why aren't they letting their bigs score at all? Like, it, it's it was a Donovan Mitchell show, and it was a, a bad week uh, uh, on Broadway, and. They they just went against everything they did in the regular season.
2: And I think what the Heat have shown is, unlike the Knicks, unlike the Cavs, they're amenable. Jimmy Butler doesn't have 10 assists a game. He averages like four. But in this game, in this particular matchup, where they're starting to take that away, he says, let me get bat bio, pocket pass here and there. And it worked out for him. So I think the Heat's coaching and amenability has been the difference.
1: So what's the deal on Tyler Hero? Is there any chance he comes back in these playoffs? we are going to make the finals, so yeah. Yeah, like if – I, I don't know if they. I don't know if they'll make the. I don't know if they can beat. Isn't it crazy? We're going to get them back in the
2: Eastern. Most likely, we're going to get them back in the Eastern Conference Finals because they were the number one seed. I said they were phony. They made the Eastern Conference. They almost made the finals. Then they were terrible all year this year. And you're like, yeah, I told
1: exactly. you they were phony.
2: <laughs> and I don't know who's right anymore. Well, they're going to be back
1: if they get Tyler Hero. Like I think they. I believe this is a type of team that. Plays better, or they're they're better than the sum of their parts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're totally.
0: they're they're a good
1: basketball
0: you team. You guys realize what's happening here? Is the NBA is course correcting? The NBA is going to give us the NBA finals from the bubble to tell us that it wasn't a fluke. Ah, that these that teams actually chess. deserve to be in the championship. We're making the exact same
2: conference finals: Nuggets, Lakers, Celtics, it's, Warriors. Yes. yeah
0: no, was uh I mean Celtics. Celtics, uh, Celtics, see, he, Celtics yeah, 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 yeah. Like literally, we're getting this we're getting the bubble championship. It's gonna be heat man. against the Lakers in the NBA finals and everyone's gonna acknowledge that as much as I like to see, say the bubble never happened. These teams are uh, in the How much
2: you want to give me the Heat don't make the the finals? They, <laughs> they is, lose to the Sixers or the
0: Celtics. Both fan bases were deprived. The Heat and the Lakers were in they the NBA go to the finals games. and the fans weren't there. They were on uh, Skype. You know what you know would be now, great about that? Now they're going to say, you guys can go to the NBA finals. We couldn't give it to you the year following. What'll be- we couldn't give it to you the year <laughs> after that. But we can say, you know what? Now we can give it to you.
1: What will be amazing is when after the Lakers win – They'll ask LaMickey what he's going to do, and he say, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> and everybody will be angry. Everybody will be angry at LeBron James.
0: Uh, looking at the game five price back at Madison Square Garden, Knicks minus three and a half. So I, I want I nothing to do with the Knicks' favorites.
2: It's kind of like the end of the Cavs-Knicks series where, like, we've seen this story play out, but the market's like, oh, I'll adjust a point, oh, just a half point. Don't you
1: feel like when, when Julius Randle says maybe they want it more, like that's almost a white flag?
2: Yeah, plus 135 on the money line. I like the heat in that one.
1: I like the heat, too. Mm. I, I, there's nothing I like about th- this Knicks team. They, Scott's they like, no, New York. They're from New York. I They're
0: going to fight. They're going <laughs> to fight. Like Knicks, the New Yorkers do. Knicks' first quarter. That's the play. <laughs> Nick's first quarter. I don't know about the game, but I can tell you they're going to win the first quarter because this want it more comment is going to result in maximum effort in the first quarter. Does it have that effect? I don't know. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I like it, Julius
0: Randle diving for loose balls, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right.
1: I think maybe Julius Randle might have been talking about himself.
0: Like, yeah.
2: A little projection.
1: Maybe right? they just want it more. Than, and maybe they do. Like, It's possible. Uh, let's talk about this. Maybe these. they're trying to get their coach fired like the Rangers That's true. I mean, it, it seems like uh, Tom Thibodeau is a guy who th- teams like to have around for a year or two, and yeah. then they go... Man, the idea of this was way better than the actual reality of it. it theori- theoretically, it was a great idea bringing him in. R- realistically, not so good. Let's get rid of this.
2: Yeah. Minnesota let's, made the playoffs for the first time in twenty years, and they were like, "Great, yeah, thanks." Let's See, ya. <laughs> uh,
1: let's talk about these two. The two, two games that are series are tied two to two right now. Uh, the games tonight: Sixers, Celtics. Game five, two games to two. We're looking at the Celtics minus seven and a half. And McKenzie, you haven't been here for all the shows, but I have been ranting and raving about the Sixers being a little bit undervalued here. It feels like, based on what they did in the regular season, uh, it, it feels like they got disrespected when the, the initial odds came out. It was like everybody loved the Bucks and the Celtics. Sixers were like one or two games behind them in the standings, but like three times yep. uh, the price. Am I right that the Sixers are undervalued, or is, is this eventually the Celtics, the best team, or are, they going to, or are the, the tides going to rise?
2: I think if you look at the four games in aggregate, the Celtics have been significantly better. It's a lot like the Bucs series last year, where they lost every close game somehow with a crazy turnover or a missed free yeah. throw. They find a way to lose these close games, but if you just look at the four 48 minutes stretched out together, they're probably you know three or four points better. Uh, The market, though, is really, really impressed with the Celtics. Seven and a half, it's a bigger line than they were even in game two when Embiid was questionable. Now that Embiid's full to go, 34 points in the last game, I can only look at the Sixers here.
1: I said after game three, that was the first time I really had doubt about the Sixers because it was a blowout win for the Celtics. And not only was it a blowout win, Jason Tatum scored like seven points. Right. He didn't even show up for the game. And the Celtics still just, they beat the snot out mm. of the Sixers. And I was like, maybe I was just wrong. Like, if maybe the Celtics are that good, where Jason Tatum can have a terrible night and they still beat him by damn near 20 points. But I'm with you. Seven and a half, it just feels disrespectful to me. Like, it doesn't feel like, it, it makes it feel like the Celtics are playing the Knicks or something. It's just wrong.
2: I feel like, we should say that means more coming from you. Because you don't you have no inclination to like the Sixers. I don't. You know, you have, no, I really you're don't are not someone that's predisposed
1: I, I, to like the Sixers. I'm though. not I'm I'm like Scott's turned me into like a James Harden supporter, <laughs> uh, it seems like. I've I've said all along, like I don't think this guy can win a championship, but I I it still doesn't mean that he's seven and a half points worse than the Celtics in this game. Now, obviously he's been very uh Hot very gold. good, very bad. But in general, like if you average it all together. He's been pretty good. Yeah. He hasn't been phenomenal like mm-hmm. he was in those two games, but he's been pretty damn good.
0: Uh, and the, if jo- the market's just telling us that these teams aren't close, I, but why? Why? Celtics are minus three thirty to win this series. Let's compare that to the other two two series. Denver's minus one sixty five. Wow. So the market is saying the Celtics are like like you said yesterday, AJ, like double more yes. likely. To beat the Sixers than the Nuggets are to beat the Suns. But, but why? Like, the Sixers have the MVP of the league on their yes, team. Yes, they do. Who's apparently healthy the a former now. MVP.
1: Like, it, it, Tyrese Maxey, if that's your third best player, mm-hmm. you're in pretty good shape. Like,
0: the Sixers aren't some crummy team. They won 54 games. Yeah, and I do not like Joe Mazzoula's late game coaching. Uh, the, yeah, there's hit. no Udoka here. Like, this yeah. isn't
1: the Celtics from last year. This team is not as good as the Celtics were a year ago. No. And I think people got, have got that in their head that – Well, same roster, same team. There's a pretty key difference,
0: and you can see it on the defensive end of the floor. They are not the same team. And maybe we didn't factor that in before the playoffs started enough because I think it's really been exposed in these late-game situations, especially in the last game. You know, not calling a timeout, letting them run out the clock, and, 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 okay, it's a tie game. I understand that at the end of regulation. But then at the end of overtime, you're down one. You're still not calling a timeout and you're letting them run the entire clock out, and they don't even get a shot off, these are the moments where I think coaching gives you a slight edge. Yeah, It should have happened last night. Steve Kerr has an edge over, you know, uh, Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham, yeah. Steve Kerr should have had an advantage. And in a late-game spot, they draw up a play after a timeout, Should have had. should have worked out for them, or at least they could have got a better look. We've seen it in the lake in the Sixers seven uh, Celtics series that the late game situations have not been good. The execution has been very bad for the Celtics, and I think that's on coaching.
1: I, I don't. I don't question that. I, I I really do think that that was something that. And and again, I hate to like question what these NBA talking heads like who watch every game. But I feel like not enough of those guys were talking about the difference in coaching in the Celtics.
2: I'm not sure it is coaching because the Heat were. I mean, the Celtics were up 12 with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter of game of seven last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they gave it all away. Like sometimes it's the players. Sometimes players have a tendency to get nervous and get tight, especially when uh, you know your alpha, your guy, is kind of new to that role and seems kind of to shirk from those responsibilities
0: at times. Players win, coaches lose. You know this, McKenzie
2: exactly there you go that's a good that's a good expression
1: players win coaches lose well let's talk about a player who's been winning and that is Devin Booker yeah he's good Devin Booker's a good sports player uh Devin Booker now has four 45 point playoff games in his career in the history of the Phoenix Suns franchise there have been four other games where a player had 45 points. So you got Dan Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Booker has now, and this is from ESPN stats, 293 points this postseason. That is the most through a player's first eight games of a postseason since 1990. A guy named Michael Jordan, you may have heard of. Devin Booker's the fifth player in postseason history to average 35 points per game on 55% shooting through seven games since 1988. Guess who it was? Michael Jordan. Same guy. Like, this guy is putting up Jordan-esque numbers and... 635 games in the first two rounds of the playoffs. It's it's pretty unbelievable. So, that's why, like, just the idea that the Nuggets, I get the Nuggets have home court advantage, and I'm not questioning why they shouldn't. Why they shouldn't be favored, but Devin Booker is the best player in these playoffs so far. Like is there any argument there? Like I don't think so. Like Devin Booker has been the best player in the playoffs. And then they've got arguably one of the best players in the world that that's not Devin Booker on the team as well. And this team's a dog to a team that seems to to seem that a team that always seems to come up short in big moments mm-hmm. in the Denver Nuggets. Did the like did the Nuggets break out of this this mold, and I guess it's really like a maybe I'm maybe I'm the only one who does this, but I just think of the Nuggets as like a a losing franchise, a team that sure they'll do it, like almost like the Jazz. Sure, they'll have a bunch of wins and then come playoff times they'll find a way to screw it up. Like, am I the only one who looks at them like that, or is this a, a something that everybody thinks?
0: No, because you're still looking at the Denver Nuggets and you're seeing like the 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 rainbow logo of you know. The, I mean, it's the, my the, whole the life. It's what they've and- done.
2: Yeah, it's and what they've done. It's what the Jazz have done. Product in the regular season that somehow fizzled out, much like the Utah Jazz. Two teams that benefit from a dominant home court with a mountain air, arguably makes them overpriced come playoff time. And they
1: have a great mascot, like that mountain lion that would do the trampoline. <laughs> like it was awesome, but in, like
2: come playoff time, that's why I like Phoenix here, and I've bet them every game. So also, a great it's, mascot, it's, the gorilla. It's no surprise, but uh, what's more sustainable? Jokic, who's more of a passer, going twenty for thirty, scoring fifty three points per game. Are Devin Booker just continuing to do what he does, and they started doubling him? He has 12 assists in the next game. Well, that's the thing. I feel like they don't have an answer for him. It
0: doesn't have to be Booker, though, yeah. because Kevin Durant can easily score 35, 40 points you can't double in this game.
1: Well, and that's – I mean, I guess that's really something to think about. Like, are, are we expecting a game at some point where KD, like, breaks out? Like, where he just has a a, a dominant – I mean, this I guess could be, this could be it tonight. I, I, maybe he's quite, like the last two games. I think he's he scored seventy five points over the last two games. So it, like, yeah. it's not like he's not been good, but he, it feels like it's been understated because of what Devin Booker's done. But if you if you start doubling Devin Booker, like what does that what does that mean for Kevin Durant? Like who who on Denver locks up KD? I just don't. I don't know. I, I'm with Mac. It feels like the, the, the Suns the, are the side, but the, the Nuggets have been really game in this series, and they, obviously. Home court's been a big deal in this series.
2: And still no Chris Paul, so the Suns made their adjustments. Now it's time for Malone and the Nuggets to make their adjustments to the adjustments. That's always uh, one reason why a losing team bounces back in the NBA playoffs.
0: Yeah, Durant and Booker, the first duo in NBA postseason history to each have 35 points, five rebounds, and five assists in consecutive playoff games. Yeah, I, I like the Suns. I- I've been with you, McKenzie, on taking them this entire series, even when they were down uh, 2-0. Tried to get you the better price with uh, with RJ on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <Plus> 360. <laughs> yeah. And now at two two, I still like them. At what are they? Plus one. What plus one for to plus win. Plus one forty on the comeback. I still like it. I think plus five and a half is the play tonight. And then lay it with them in in game six. I think they win this. I think they win the next two games.
1: I like both road teams tonight. We're getting points. And honestly, I might want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line on both both road teams.
3: Hey, it's RJ Bell for Rocket Money. Listen, you know, there's no locks. You know that for sure. But almost a lock is each and every one of you has things you're paying for each and every month that you don't use or aren't worth how much you're paying for them. There's a better alternative. And we have Scott Seidenberg with us to tell about one of his discoveries with Rocket Money. Yeah, it discovered that I was still paying for an old editing software that I hadn't used in months. Let's be honest, it was years. And listen, be honest with yourself. Think of the things you've bought. Think about the times you've had a free trial... And all of a sudden, it auto-billed in, and it's been auto-billing. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash RJ. That's rocketmoney.com RJ, rocketmoney.com RJ. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is RJ Bell, and... I got to tell you, this is one I feel very seriously about. You know, I'm of an interesting age in that I can remember before computers were prominent, before the Internet. And I remember my whole career has been built with the Internet. I've seen the age and time when if you had issues, when you had something you wanted to talk to a professional about, there was apprehension. And one of the things that I think we've evolved as a society in such a wonderful way is... We all understand help is a good thing, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. All of your interactions with your therapist, entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash RJ to get 10% off your first month. Do it today. That's betterhelp.com slash RJ.
0: Before we talk about the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers last night, taking a two games to one series lead, we have to talk about the event that preceded last night's playoff game, and that was the NHL Draft Lottery. Not as big of a publicized event as the NBA Draft Lottery. This year I got some buzz. Because this year, much like this year's NBA Draft Lottery, there is a... Unanimous number one overall pick. Now, I don't know if Victor Wembignana in the NBA is going to be a once in a generational talent, but that's what we're dealing with with Connor Bedard in hockey. This is. So you're certain about him? Yeah. Okay. This is the most hyped hockey player since Connor McDavid. McDavid was the most hyped hockey player since Sidney Crosby. And Sidney Crosby was the most hyped hockey player since Wayne Gretzky.
2: Was Wayne Gretzky hyped? Do we know that? Do we have any like yeah Gretzky contemporary a, contemporaneous he, accounts yeah, of the '60s
0: a, draft? He had a pretty good. <laughs> no uh, one hyped up Mario Lemieux. Let's. I uh, wonder what their juniors' uh, stats compared to each other. <laughs> no,
1: actually, no one cares. No.
0: <laughs> actually,
1: now that I think about it, no one cares.
0: Anyway, um, Connor Bedard is 17 years old, and probably will be in the NHL next year. Now I know, like, oh, first overall draft pick, like, you know, maybe spend some time in the AHL. He's he is that ready to play. He's played in three international competitions in his career. The twenty twenty one um world under eighteen championships, and then the world junior championships in twenty twenty three and twenty in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. He's won a gold medal in all of them. That's good. Yeah. That's a good start. In la- this past season, for the Regina Pats of the Western, yeah. <laughs> Are you laughing because I said Regina. Yeah, is Re- the whole
2: the whole expression Regina
0: <laughs> Pats is Regina Pats. R- Regina is. In- What's the climate like in Re- Regina? <laughs> it's,
1: it's warm. It's moist. <laughs> is it a damp a damp
0: climate? <laughs> It's in Saskatchewan.
1: Oh, it's damp for sure. That's up in Canada. <laughs> but it's eight. cold and damp, that's isn't it? It's <laughs> cold. I think that's cold and damp. That's not what I would have expected. Regina
0: is in Saskatchewan. It's the capital of Saskatchewan. It's the second largest city in the Ooh, province.
1: Oh, don't like a large Regina.
0: Only small- <laughs> Only smaller. Than what's the other meaning? What's the like?
2: What's the non-sexual meaning? Of, I don't like a s sw- like a swell Regina.
0: <laughs> so the Regina Pats are in the a junior a junior team in the Western Hockey League, right?
2: Is there a lot of forest
1: there? Is there a lot of growth, or is, is it mostly been cleared out?
0: Scored. It's it tight.
2: <laughs> the streets, the, 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 the show city, the, the park district nice. keeps
0: their stuff
1: well groomed, well maintained
0: scored 71 goals last season, or this season. He won't even participate in, in the conversation. What a years. child, right, McKinsey? What a child. For the Regina Pats at 17 years old. That is just unheard of.
1: I just noticed Pats.
0: That, that was that was my thing. <laughs> yeah, Pats. Uh, he will now be a member of McKenzie's later Chicago Blackhawks, because the Blackhawks, despite not having the highest probability you of getting— You said they blew it! the number 1 overall right. selection. It was like
2: the worst decision in franchise history. I think to it win was that game.
0: when they beat the, now they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 5 to 2. And that win essentially eliminated the Penguins from the playoffs. It also gave them the third best odds to win the number 1 overall pick at 11.5% as opposed to the number 1 highest percentage chance of getting the number 1 overall pick. That belonged to the Anaheim Ducks. So I thought, yes, that is a dumb thing to have done. But the NHL must have felt, hey, we didn't want Sidney Crosby in the playoffs. We wanted to eliminate the Penguins. Now, did we
2: see the envelopes pulled?
0: We applaud the Blackhawks for going out there and winning because, guys— tanking doesn't work. So we're not going to reward the Anaheim Ducks who went out there and lost what was it? A did they Last lose 12 like games I think. It was like 11 it was like 12 straight, 11 straight they lost to end the year.
2: They get the second pick.
0: Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to No, it was worse. It was 13 straight they lost to end the year. We're not going to reward that. We're going to reward the team that went out there and played hard and beat a playoff contender in the Penguins.
2: Reward. You're implying that it's not 100%
0: Random. Original six franchise has been down in the dumps for some time. You don't have to tell me. Traded away the best player arguably in the history of the country (laughs) in Patrick (laughs) Kane. And uh, now saying goodbye to Jonathan Taves and the error that once was of the Blackhawks being a dynasty in the NHL. Just down the city, sad, decrepit, the suburbs, <laughs> yeah. equally yeah. sad. Yeah, second, they love their Blackhawks. second <laughs> city for a reason. But hey,
2: now, how does LA feel about that? We're the second city, they're a city,
0: anyway. Now Chicago gets Connor Bedard. Imagine if they just throw everybody a curveball and they're like, with the first overall pick, they oh, don't God. take Connor Bedard. No. The Blackhawks. <laughs> now will, that would be the yeah, worst decision. The Blackhawks get the number one overall pick, and they will get Connor Bedard. The Ducks get the second pick. The Blue Jackets get the third pick. Do we expect
2: so, guys like this to come out and make a
0: splash right away? Yes. Um, it, cool. Well, yes. If you look at the um, last couple of years. Of number one overall picks So last year's number one overall pick um, Is a guy Out of Slovakia I don't even know how to pronounce his name Slavakovsky or whatever um, Not much uh,
1: Apologies to our Slovakian listeners That was really insensitive but okay
0: Yeah sure um, <laughs> Played 39 games for the Canadians This year didn't really have An impact okay but he's still you know Getting his feet wet whatever but before that, every player has, has had a major impact on his team. Like, I'm going to give you the list of number one overall players. These are guys that probably you have even heard of. Uh, Owen Power. For the Buffalo Sabres. Never heard of One him. of their on. top players. Alexi Lafreniere from the Rangers. Nope. You're Jack Hughes, who's yep. one of the stars. He's got a brother. He's got right a brother. I he does him. have a brother. Rasmus Dahlin, one of the top players.
1: Made-up person. Nico
0: Heischer is the captain of the Devils.
1: Made-up person.
0: <laughs> Austin Matthews. Heard of him. That heard guy's him. pretty good. Before that, Connor McDavid. Heard, heard of he's him. He's pretty good. Before that, Aaron Ekblad. He's I mean, having a monster made he's up. Having a monster career right now. Plays for the Panthers. Nathan McKinnon, the year before that. Made-up. So, we have number one overall picks. Yes, how have- would you
2: go? Three for eight, three for nine, Mac.
0: Yeah, I think two, two, okay. two. For eight. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well. Number one overall picks do have an impact. The playoffs next year for the Blackhawks is what you're saying. I don't know about that, but I will say you're saying that- he's
1: going to be home. He wins every time he yeah. plays. You said.
0: You know what's amazing is if he at-
1: can take Regina deep, he can take Chicago <laughs> deep.
0: Yeah, you know, looking back on this history, it's like um, back. it's like the the Oilers had the number one overall pick four out of six years. It's like when you're so bad, you just get number one picks. Trust the process. Devils had the number one overall pick two out of three years. Trust the process. And they got Nico Hesher and Jack Hughes. Look where they're at now. Now Look where they're at. Look where Edmonton's at now.
1: Trust the process.
0: Yeah, it happens.
1: Think about it. As long as you don't draft Markel Fultz, you can trust the process.
0: Think about it. It was less than 10 years ago. Colorado had the number one overall pick and took Nathan McKinnon, and they won a Stanley Cup last year.
2: You know the Florida Panthers are favored to win the Stanley Cup?
0: It would make sense because. The eight seed Florida Panthers. That's wild. I was
2: looking at the screen. But
0: what the hell? it makes sense because they're they most likely to go are to the next up round. In their series. So it's
2: going to be Florida, five championships. Canada, zero championships the last 30 years. All right. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, the right? only reason why— Our little state, our little foot thing at the well, bottom there. i like right?
0: Maybe our weirdest state on top of that. Right. <laughs> the winner of the Devils and Hurricanes is going to beat the Panthers in the next round. The only reason why the Panthers are favored is because they're up three games to none over yeah. the Meeple Leafs. They're more likely to advance, much like we talked about in the NBA, sure, with the where Lakers. one team's up 3-1, one team's 2-2, right? The Hurricanes are only up two games to one. Panthers are up 3-0. So, Panthers should be favored to win the Eastern Conference, and it, it, they should be favored over anybody because they're the team that's mo- right now, above anybody else, they have the highest probability of getting to their conference final.
2: I would say VGK does, but... Yeah, well, I VGK said that is only up started.
0: two games to one, so that's the result of what happened last night. Vegas with a 5-1 win in Dominant Edmonton win. over the Oilers. They take a two games to one series lead. This was... It's it's someone tweeted at me uh, last night. It's just like for the second game in a row, there's been so many goals early between the Knights and Edmonton, and yet the game still falls under. What did I tell you last night, AJ? I said, This thing, sh- we start seeing sevens on the board. You got to go under. Yeah. We did see sevens on the board.
1: Well, uh, how about Edmonton? If you want the total to go over, how about Edmonton score a
0: goal or yeah. two? Like, useless. Yeah, 2 1 after the first period. Vegas adds three in the second period. No goals were scored. In the third period, uh, just a, a a a good performance by Vegas. They got to Stuart Skinner, and they were able to finish off this game. Uh, I have um, some question marks here about Vegas' goaltending. So Laurent Brossois he left the game in the first period. He hurt his leg making a save. And so Hugh Aiden Hill came in and pitched a shutout, basically, twenty five of twenty five. Where does Vegas go now? i I would assume that we're going to see Aiden Hill start the next game. And so, I kind of like Vegas again or maybe the under. it's it's weird. I, I can't see Edmonton going down three one, especially losing both games at home. But minus 180 is a high price. And then seeing Vegas, I played last night. I didn't take Vegas on the money line. I took Vegas at plus a goal and a half. It's probably where I'm going to go again for Wednesday night's game. Vegas plus a goal and a half. Because they're live They're live in every game they play. And you always have the possibility of going to overtime tied. And you get a guaranteed win at the plus a goal and a half. It's only minus 155. Keep in mind, the larger the favorite, the less juice you have to pay on the comeback on the plus one uh, plus a goal and a half. And that's what I liked about Vegas last night, probably going to be the same exact play coming up on Wednesday night for game number four. Tonight, we have two series with a 2-1 lead in favor of, well, no, no, I was going to say in favor of the road teams, but no, the Kraken are home. So, Hurricanes, 2-1 over the Devils. Kraken, 2-1 over the Stars. Devils are favored to even up the series. They're minus 150 the stars are favored to even up the series they're minus 140 i don't know what happened to dallas in that last game i really don't 7 to 2 as good as ottinger looked this is why i told mckenzie i told aj this yesterday it's like in the in these games you just you have to forget what you saw in the last game cuz every game is just completely different ottinger goes out has a gem in game 2 and the stars offense looks great and then in game three, seven to two, they get blown out. What do we expect here in, in, in this game four? I guess the only way I can lean is the over five and a half. All these games have been high scoring. Five four in game one, four two in game two, seven two in game three, and the book is still hanging a five and a half on the board. Same thing with the Devils Hurricanes. Five one in game one, six one in game two, eight four in game three total five and a half for tonight expecting the goaltending to pick up expecting the defense to pick up but what have we seen in these playoffs these games are going over i like the devils to even up this thing tonight i like the stars to even it up tonight and i like both overs i think the scoring will continue here in the stanley cup playoffs (music) Major League Baseball, we had a bunch of aces on the hill last night, guys, and some of them did good, some of them not so good. Here's the good. Shane McClanahan, who improves his record to 7-0 on the season, now with a 1.76 ERA after six scoreless innings against the Baltimore Orioles. Rays win 3 nothing. Rays win. It's like, who, whoever else said is that before, new? right? Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, the bad. Oh, should we do another good before we do the bad? Yeah, let's do another good before we do that. Zach Gowen improves to five and one on the year as he goes seven innings, allowing just one run on five hits against the Marlins. Diamondbacks win five to two. Logan Gilbert. I guess he's not really the ace because, you know, Luis Castillo, is probably the ace of the Mariners, but Logan Gilbert. Yeah. He had a really great performance. It just didn't work out for I'm him. Commercial to George Kirby. Yeah, you are a George Kirby guy. Uh, but Logan Gilbert actually had a no-hitter going through the first, like, five, six innings, uh, strikes out ten batters, gives up two runs in six and two-thirds, and loses to the Rangers two to one. So that stunk for him. But here's uh, what really stunk. Dylan Cease. Ooh. Who My at, guy. at one point was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. Has just been awful lately.
1: He uh, he, Garrett called it last night. Was like, okay, through five, and yeah. he went out for the
0: sixth, and probably shouldn't have. Yep, uh, seven runs on nine hits in five innings as Dylan Cease picks up the loss in his last few games uh, before this seven-run outing. Four runs in his last start, seven before that, three, four, three. I mean, Dylan Cease has not been good this season um and and yet the book is still putting up Dylan Cease last year prices yeah and i think you, we're going to have to just keep taking advantage of that the kansas city royals have the worst offense in baseball they scored 12 runs on 14 hits last night
2: Oof. keep taking advantage of it we had a whole day where we would bet on them dylan cease yeah, yeah
0: i know that's well, kind of a change of course yeah absolutely uh and then anthony de who had a great start to the season Gives up five runs in the first inning. Settled down, actually, nicely. Pitched seven innings and only gave up those five runs. But five runs in the first inning to the Washington Nationals was all they would need because Jake Irvin goes six and a third scoreless innings for the Nats. A little Natitude. You know something? I don't have these numbers in front of me, but at 15 and 20, I got to imagine the Nationals are the most profitable team in Major League Baseball this year. Mackenzie, if you can find that out for me, I'd, I'd appreciate that. They're almost $2 underdogs on a nightly basis. I, I would guess Pittsburgh first and then the Nationals. No, Pittsburgh, you're wrong. Pittsburgh just lost seven straight games. Pittsburgh second, though. Pittsburgh second. The Tampa Bay
2: Rays. Wow. Well, bet when on you're them every 20, single time. Well, when
0: you're 29 and seven, yes, it makes sense, but. No, how profitable are the are the, the nationals? Nationals are
2: profitable. They're top ten, yeah. plus three and a half units. They're the only team that's under five hundred, but profitable. But on the top ten, yeah. profitable. Yeah,
0: I, w- I would figure as much because, like I said, there's certain nights where there are two dollar underdogs and they're winning these games. I mean, last night was, I take that back. To Tigers bugs. also fit that description, but yeah, yeah, Tigers. Yeah, they've also they had a little winning streak and they won again last night, six two. Least profitable. St. Louis Cardinals? It's got to be Major the Yankees. Yankees or Mets?
2: Association League. Mets. It's the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, yeah, it's Cardinals. Cardinals yeah, 12 they're and disaster.
0: 24. I was going to say Yankees or Mets because they're always favored and the, they're losing.
2: Are the Cardinals' advanced numbers still, like, elite? Like, the best team in baseball? Yes. Just and, and,
0: hit? Yeah, well, they won last night 3-1. You know what's crazy is, like, their hard hit percentage also is very high. So what that kind of shows you is that they're getting a little bit unlucky so they're they're putting the ball in play and they're putting it at a high exit velo it's just they're hitting it at guys or
2: cardinals better is going to be out of money by the time they get back to lucky i don't
0: uh, yeah i don't
1: know that they're totally unlucky because like it's not like their offense their offense is probably doing what you'd expect it to do it's their pitching is still just a disaster like it doesn't yeah. No matter – hard hit
0: ball, who gives a shit? The other team's hitting the hell out of the ball. That's yeah. the problem. Pitching has been terrible. But what what kind of is, is, is interesting is you can look back at, like, the history of teams that have had postseason success and some of them didn't have good starts to the season, right? I mean, you talk about the Astros. The Astros didn't have a good start to the season last year.
2: When the Cardinals won the World Series, I remember a better posting on Twitter, a $50 bet, 500 to 1, that the Cardinals would make it. They were like underdogs to make the playoffs, and they made it and ended up beating the Texans that year. Yeah. Rangers
0: that year. Yeah. There are teams that get off the bad starts. The division is not so great that they can't have a comeback and win the division. The Pirates just—this is—I mean, what sucks is when you can't take advantage of teams losing. Like, the Pirates lost seven straight games— and yet, the Cardinals only gained, like, one game in the division. <laughs> you know? <They're laughs> but that's what happens. See, the Cardinals, they're now 21-15. and 15. But, you know, at one point, we're sitting here going, like, wow. The, the Pirates
1: are 21-15. and 15. The Pirates,
0: I'm saying. Yeah. At one point, you're sitting here saying, wow, you know what? At, like, 20-8, and eight, like, this team is running away with the division. They're a All half game season. up. Yep. That's it. 've they they've lost seven of their last eight games that's what happens over the course of a major league baseball season
1: but here's the problem for the Cardinals in, in the last ten when the Pirates have gone three and seven Cardinals have gone two and eight
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so the, yes they need to, they do need to step up uh, let's take a look at the schedule tonight and see if we can pick on some good pitching situations and I got one circle that I'm just boy I I, I don't want to uh, bet against it. But I want to bet the over, and the book is saying, well, we agree with you. And that's the Mets and the Reds. Max Scherzer gets his second start since coming back from suspension. I'm not sure if you guys uh, remember what happened in the first start when he came back from the suspension. Uh, fireworks show. Yeah, six runs on eight hits in three and a third innings. Not being able to use sweat and rosin, <laughs> apparently not a good mix Can for we get Max. Max some sunscreen, come Seriously. on. Uh, the, uh, and the only the Mets are minus two hundred five. Like I'm not laying that. But Luke Weaver is pitching for the Reds. Luke Weaver has given up four runs, six runs, and four runs in his three starts this season. That's good for a seven point eight eight ERA, folks. Total in this game. Nine and a half. Mm. That's high. That it That
1: is high. When you said that, when you said your, your little intro there about looking to bet and over, I thought you were going to go with the other New York team. And I was. I, that's the one I've got circled.
0: Oh, Clark Schmidt yes. for the Yankees yes. against Drew Rusinski yes. for the A's. Yeah. Uh, Yankees minus 240. That is a heavy price to pay for the Yankees. But On the Clark a- Schmidt Day? But Ooh. the A's stink. The A's stink. Uh, Yankees minus 240. Total is nine. Uh, it, it, the Yankees' offense is just not that. I mean, they scored seven last night. That's kind of a rarity these days. Drew Rasinski will get you right, Bubba. Just you like know Clark Schmidt will get you right. Back-to-back games, the Yankees have scored seven runs now. All right. So maybe the offense is clicking. Maybe the over is the way to go. Tigers take on the Guardians. Shane Bieber against Michael Lorenzen, and you're paying a premium on Shane Bieber day. Cleveland minus 210. Total of seven and a half. Rays at the Orioles. Zach Eflin, your boy, AJ. 4-0 and with a 2.25 ERA. Raised or minus 125. It's a low price. Why? Grayson Rodriguez going for the Orioles with his 5.46 ERA. Total of eight and a half. Grayson Rodriguez, Rodriguez got rocked in his last outing by the Royals.
1: So, Grayson Rodriguez, I, I said this before about um, Koday Singa, and I think it might, might be true about Grayson Rodriguez. He's going to strike out a lot of people. I don't know if he's a really good pitcher, though. Mm. I, I, like he puts a lot of guys on, and he gets banged up a little bit. So uh, if I were looking at the Orioles, I'd look at some strikeout props. But I, I, I like Eflin here. At it 125, It's like, like you're going to really get this discount. a really low
0: price. Yep. Minus 125 just doesn't seem like the right price for this game. So it kind of scares me a little bit. Kind of makes me think like the like, money is pushing towards the Orioles. Yeah. I, I could get it. it. It does feel certainly very square. Yeah. Connor Siebold goes for the Rockies against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Luis Ortiz will make his season debut. Last year, uh, you know, only pitched in about four games. So he's making his 2023 debut for the Pirates. Pittsburgh minus 170, total of nine. Snapped their seven-game losing skid. So maybe now a little momentum, right? Yeah. little momentum. Um, didn't go over, though. Didn't go over. Blue Jays and the Phillies. Alec Manoa against Aaron Nola. Phillies, minus 135. I haven't been happy with anything I've seen out of any of these, either of these starting pitchers. No. Kind of seems like the over might be the play. Some
1: good brand names. Hadn't been good pitching. Well, that's
0: the thing. With with the brand names, you get a, low, a lower total. Eight and a half is still high, but I don't know. I mean, y- you have two guys with. 4.7 and 4.6 ERAs. It kind of feels like this game is going to go over between the Blue Jays. And I love the Phillies lineup now that Harper's back, just lengthens the lineup a bit. Uh, so, may, yeah, maybe may an over. Red Sox are at the Braves. Atlanta minus 190. Charlie Morton pitches for Atlanta. Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. Total nine and a half. That's high, but Red Sox have been raking, especially my boy Matasaka Yoshida. What's the updated odds for the American League mo- uh American League Rookie of the Year. My, what's my ticket doing right now? Let's see. Player awards. Yoshida
2: a- has been taken off the board. Apparently, he's taken a lot of steroids recently, this report is saying. Oh, yeah, no. Yoshi- Yoshi- out. He's out.
0: He's Yoshida out. is plus 200. Oh, What'd you Ooh. get him at? That would be six to one. Nice. Plus 600. So now he's plus 200.
1: Look what he's got in pocket.
0: Look what he's got in pocket. In yeah, pocket. Yeah. Although let's let's just let's go over my portfolio a bit right now because some of it's good, some of it's very bad. Uh, My AL Cy Young pick, Shane McClanahan, plus seven fifty. He's at plus seven hundred. Okay, got a little got a little movement there. My AL MVP pick, Jordan Alvarez, twelve to one. He's Uh, now at twenty to one. Okay, lost a little bit of value there. It's early. He dealt with some injury. But again, my AL MVP picks, uh, six to one, now down to two to one, feels good. My Anthony Volpe, five to one, is now up to seven to one. So that's that not... kid can't hit. Yeah, it's not, like, he, that's like, not great. I
1: get you're the shortstop for the Yankees, but you got to hit.
0: Yeah. Uh my National League Cy Young Award. Now, this good. this is where the value comes in. Yeah. Your boy is holding on to a Zach Gallon 16 to one to win the National League Cy Young Award. Zach Allen is now the favorite in the National League. Plus 250.
2: Oh, Spencer Striders right there, though. We that, need an injury from that guy. Uh,
0: my National League Rookie of the Year, though, Kode Senga, who I got at, um, what was it, 10 to 1? Yeah, not looking good. He's at 20 to 1. Okay. My NL MVP, Xander Bogarts, in pocket at 75 to 1. Xander Bogart's down to 30 to 1. Oh, okay. So
2: you're saying yeah. there's a
0: chance? There is a chance. My Trey Turner 10 to 1 ticket is now 20 to 1. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, can't win them all. Yeah.
0: My two season long win totals Dodgers under 95 and a half.
2: That's got to be looking good right now.
0: If we look at the latest, can we look at the 538 projections, Mackenzie?
2: 95. You're going to win by the
0: hook. 95, okay. Angels over 82-and-a-half. 85, looking real good. All right, so we feel good about the portfolio. Not bad. We feel good about the portfolio. We'll check in on it uh, from time to time. Elsewhere on the board tonight, the White Sox at the Royals. Lucas Giolito against Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles, 0-and-5. 6.69 Six point six nine ERA, White I might, Sox minus one fifty five.
1: I might back Giolito here. He's actually looked better. Of I think late. he's found himself. Yeah, uh, and Jordan Lyles is a, is a disaster.
0: I feel like uh, Giolito's um you know, do you remember remember the movie The Other Guys? Yeah, with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark yeah. Wahlberg, right? And he's like, you know, Hanson and Di- A- 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 Hansen and whatever Highsmith are-, are gone, and you guys are all talking about who's going to be, who's going to step up, who's going to be the next, you know, big guys. And Wilfred, I was like, yes, that's exactly what we're arguing about, Captain. No, <laughs> that's what's happening in the White Sox rotation right now. It's like Dylan C. sucks, and you're all wondering who's going to step up. And Lucas was like. I'm going to step
1: up. <laughs> Lucas looked. he looked in his locker, and he's like, oh, there's a Cy Young trophy in there. You know,
2: I'm, I can be good. I'm, I'm going to be the guy. I'm the guy that does his job. Yeah, it must I'm, be the other guy.
0: It's not Michael Kopech. No, I'm it can't be, be Michael
1: A's. Kopech. It has to be Lucas Gilito. And
0: Lucas Gilito has turned in uh, a couple of good performances now back-to-back.
1: Plus, what are the odds? The the Royals scored a million runs yesterday. They can't score a million runs two days in a row.
0: Yeah,
2: not happening again. No, two million runs in two not days. That'd be, that would yeah, that'd be regret. a record. <laughs>
0: Dodgers are at the Brewers. LA minus one twenty. Noah Syndergaard and his six point three two ERA at Eric Lauer. Dodgers were the Sunday night fade last night. Cash it. Cash it. It won again. Four and one now. If you fade the Sunday night baseball teams off travel playing on Monday, and all like all of the wins are because the Sunday night team that traveled doesn't score any runs. Dodgers scored three runs, and last night they scored. In the top of the ninth inning, like this was a team that was dead in the water. They scored one run all game, and then two in the ninth makes the game look a little bit better with three runs. But
1: you said Syndergaard six three two ERA, yeah, minus one twenty favorite. favorite, yeah. <laughs> Just
0: doesn't doesn't fit, right?
1: Uh, no, yeah. not the way I'd look.
0: Yeah, probably not. I guess
1: his hat says L.A. on it, so it's got to be the right side.
0: Michael Waka gets the start for the Padres at the Twins, and Louis Varland and his 5.91 ERA. Minnesota is minus 125, total of nine, which is so high in a Twins game. Uh, I, I don't know if I like that total, but again, both these pitchers have high ERAs, and maybe we see some fireworks. Chicago minus 125 at home against the Cardinals. Jack Flaherty goes for the Cardinals. Jameson Tyone for the Cubs. Will St. Louis win three straight games? Now, last night's win for St. Louis tied their longest winning streak of the season this year at at two. (laughs) We won a game yesterday. We won one today. If we win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before.
1: Yeah, Tyone, he pitched three innings the other day against the Nationals. That was his first start back from injury. Like they brought him back and that's what he gave was three innings. Mm -hmm. He gave up three runs to the Nationals. I expect he might get to five innings in this game. I'd I'd like an over in this game. Cardinals pitching's been so bad. Flaherty particularly has been bad. Uh, It feels like there could be some runs scored
0: here. Yep, won't have a total until a little bit later on in the day once the uh, weather gets assessed. Early weather reports right now for Wrigley Field look like for later on tonight. About five to six mile an hour per wind's blowing in, so nothing crazy at all. Nothing crazy at all for game time tonight. Astros are at the Angels. Love this pitching matchup. Framber Valdez against Shohei Ohtani. <laughs> 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 L.A. is minus 135 with a total of seven and a half.
2: I
1: like under seven and a half.
0: I like the Astros.
1: Or I like first five, really. Seven. Like the Astros.
0: Yeah. I but think, Ohtani's pitching. It doesn't matter, though. I think, like, the Astros lost yesterday. And Hunter Brown, you know, was.
2: Astros have lost five of
1: their
0: last six, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. way. You know, Hunter Brown. It's a struggle. Wasn't good. But. Do you have the Astros at like this price of a dog with Framber Valdez on the hill? Just kind of seems like that's a live dog situation, right?
1: Otani doesn't lose. It's the only, it's when the Angels win. Otani pitches, it's it's Angels win day. Raise the flag, light the beam, whatever they do. Yeah, what do they do? I don't know. Something with the light the beam that Sacramento that's sacrament. that's the Sacramento
0: Kings. They smoke a cigarette. I
1: said raise the flag. Whatever they do, raise I don't know the, what they ra- do.
0: Raise the flag is the Cubs. Uh, whatever they do, I said I don't know what they do. W circle the A. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It's something halos. Something uh, with the mountain out there. I don't know. I, I think it has something to do with that big A outside the ballpark. Might be. I don't know. Uh, Marlins are at the Diamondbacks. Jesus Lazardo goes Light the halo? M- maybe something. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Mackenzie, look it up. See what right, the Angels here. do when they win a the game. See what uh, the Marlins will pitch <laughs> Jesus Lazardo in Arizona against Brandon Fad Pfa- D- Pf- There's two there's a P and an F next to each other. It's I mean, got to be It's fat. Fad. Fat. Fad. P F A D. F A D T. Fad. Uh Fat with a P. Brandon Fad has a has pitched just one game this year. Gave up seven runs on nine hits in four innings. Thick glutes, though. Fat. <laughs> Arizona <laughs> minus one fifteen, total of nine. Rangers at the Mariners, another low total, seven and a half. Seattle minus one seventy. Your boy George Kirby on the hill against Andrew Haney and the Nationals at the Giants. Another big price. Giants minus 240. Logan Webb against Patrick corbin oh
1: you know what a disappointment that must be
2: by the way the angels have a big a sign 230 foot metal structure shaped like the letter a that they light up after a win well
0: yeah now you know i said it was the a now you know Light the a yeah. i
2: thought you were all bullshitting no
0: all right what it, but it is patrick corbin day so the giants whose offense was non-existent last night probably has a bounce back performance tonight there is your major league baseball board like the a boys Head on over to Pregame.com and you can like the A or the or the W or whatever we call it when you get a good deal. Uh, we're going to give you 20% off at Pregame.com. Anything you'd like. Whether it's a daily best bet package, a season-long subscription, maybe you want to get a 30-day all-access or a 7-day all-access from your favorite Pregame Pro. And there are several Pregame Pros who are on quite the runs. At pregame.com. You can take 20% off using one of our promo codes, Sports20 or BET20. Either one of those is going to get you 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. From Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. A yeah.